Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this second episode of Filter the Podcast. So we had episode zero, which was technically episode one, but let's forget about that because that's a bit of context for you. Then episode number one, which we did last week, which we talked about, you know, a topic, and then I asked you for your questions, and then you know what happened? I got sent like 30 to 40 questions in 24 hours. And I was so excited because that means that you're excited for it all the same. So we're just gonna use this episode to just answer three of those 30 to 40 questions. And then next episode, we'll answer another three and another three and maybe four, maybe two. Who knows? It depends how long the answers are, but we're trying to keep it under 15 minutes. So let's try do that. But before we do, I just want to highlight that Signals Midwest are coming out for an Australian tour and they're starting at Crowbar on the 7th of March. Then they're going to Newcastle on the 9th of March at Hamilton Station Hotel. And then on the 10th, they're at Factory 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 Floor in Sydney. Talk about a tongue twister. 11th of March at the Rev in Melbourne. 12th at the Transit Bar in Canberra, 14th at Crown and Anchor in Adelaide, 16th at Saloon Bar in Launceston, home of Luca Brasi, then the 17th at uh, the Pool House Party in Melbourne, which is at the Velodrome, Smith Street Band's very first Pool House Party. So that's a really good lineup. There's like Wax, Pagan, huge bands on that series and you know i like my series shirts let's just jump straight into uh, these questions so this first one sent in by nathan goldsworthy nathan says he's been shooting well let's let's write from his perspective i've been shooting a few concerts lately how in your experience did you make the move from hobbyist to being able to make a living from it it's a it's a good question and there's a fair bit to unpack here. It's it's hard to make a living, I know, and especially hard to make a living with music photography right now. My goal has always been to contribute positively within the industry, whether that's to bands or emerging photographers. But when I first started, it was to bands. You know, and then I was I was shooting for bands and I was bullied. I became bullied by people. And that's when, you know, I got past that bullying and I realized I could make a positive change. And that was to contribute to emerging photographers so they didn't feel pulled off by the bullying, by the egos and the arrogance of people, you know, that populated the pit. I want to change that landscape. And I hope I'm, you know, doing things that would help change that landscape in a small way. So to create the content to support emerging photographers and then also to create content to support bands that I respect, you know, it takes up so much time and it takes up so much effort to create it. But I love doing it, so I just do it. So whether it's a photo for a band or or a resource, you know, I have to do that stuff, but I also have to pay my rent. So I have a day job too. And the day job's digital marketing. So fortunately, it's flexible and it allows me to tour and it helps keep my rent paid. And I only shoot for certain bands because of my commitment to the industry. And 
those bands are either friends that joined bands or bands I love that became friends. You know, so I might not be the best example, but I hope my advice still will help. So many of the bands that I work for, you know, they're far too hardworking for me to take money from, you know, in good faith, because we all do it hard. So I have a mentality and I have this sort of, I don't know if it's a mantra, but I sort of say that when, when I'm on tour or when I'm doing a job, you know, we win as a team and we lose as a team. It might sound cliche, but if the tour's good, everyone eats. If the tour's bad, then, you know, maybe we all eat a little bit less. But, you know, you win as a team and you lose as a team. So the, the only exception to that, I feel, is that the band gets paid first. That's my sort of caveat to that. Because the people come to see them. They don't come to see me, the photographer. They don't come to see me take photos of them. They come to see them perform for them to play their favorite songs. That's why people are at gigs. And without that, I wouldn't be taking photos. You know, but I cover my travel costs through sponsorship, print sales, or venue or record label budgets. And basically, I just break even, you know. And I break even because I actively resist profit from the band until I get paid. Um, you know, that's that's my goal. I don't want to be hemorrhaging a cost to the band when I know it's hard enough as it is. That's my personal preference because I like my day job as well. They work eight hours a day to put on a show. They don't just play, you know, for 30 minutes on stage and then that's it. There's a lot of work that goes into it, especially for emerging bands. If I didn't have a day job working in marketing, I'd be able to make a profit on that model because I'd have more time to, you know, invest in it. I'd be able to create more. I'd be able to sell more, you know, but I got to keep both going. So the realistic goal for me is to break even. You know, maybe it's a marketer in me, but I think the key is to think creatively. When you're low on time, think creatively and, and get a bigger impact. But I think regardless, the money that you need isn't in the pockets of the musicians. There's heaps of money out there and you need to think creatively to get it. I can't tell you exactly what that creative outlet is because I don't know your specific circumstance, but I think you're going to hit a brick wall if you think the only option is from the band's budget. You know, I get a, I get a fair bit of hate for having that viewpoint of not wanting to take money from my friends or bands that I work with. I just don't feel right about it. I can think of other ways and I'm happy to put in the work to get it. You know, there's a, there's a small group of photographers who unfortunately cyber bully me pretty hardcore because I make it hard for them to charge bands money. That's not the goal. I just find money different ways because I don't feel good about taking money from my friends at the end. I'm not aware of one instance where I was chosen because I was being paid from a budget other than the bands. I'm just not aware of one instance where someone picked me because I was free over what someone else was asking.
You know, sometimes my travel's paid for by sponsorship, venue, or print revenue. Like I mentioned before, it all comes down to demand at the time for whatever you're offering. So you got to create the demand. Sure, I could take money from sponsorship, venue, or print revenue, and then I could turn around and ask the band for money too. That's what it feels like people are wanting me to do. But I just don't feel good about that. I just won't do it. They're my friends, and for some of them, it's hard for them to make money in the industry as well. And for the others who are fortunate enough to make money, they show their appreciation at the end of the tour in whatever financial volume that they can. But I'm not going to make my friends go without a few meals so I can have more food than they do when I'm already getting money from sponsorship or somewhere else. That's just double dipping and unethical in my opinion. Until things change, budgets are going to be tight because there's so many photographers out there and they don't have to pay them because someone else is willing to do it for free. But that's also because a band never asked for the photography. So why would they pay for something that they don't actively you know, need to fill a hole that they don't have? Unless the band are unreasonable, if it's them that want the service, they'll pay. They'll pay because they want your work bad enough to pay you, as in they want your work. I'd love to photograph for Kanye West, but he hasn't seen my work or he doesn't like it enough to want me bad enough to pay to travel with him. That's what it comes down to. If my work was good enough, he probably would see it. So it's definitely not because, you know, it's good enough and he just hasn't seen it through the grapevine. He just happens to keep missing my photos. That's not the case. It's just, it's just not good enough. It's not breaking any, breaking any barriers or anything. But I know that this is the case, you know, firsthand. That bands ask photographers they specifically want to go on tour because they want their specific style of photography enough. And I'll be super, super clear. I've been on tours that I never planned being on. As in, I never asked to be on it. And the reason why I hadn't asked is because I didn't know the band as friends, not because they were jerks or anything. They were super nice, but I charged them my day rate for each date. And I felt like it was fair. And I guess they did too, because I wasn't flexible with it because I never planned on going on that tour. I didn't have any sponsorship arrangements in place and I didn't have any signed prints to cover from the travel. So they had to pay my day rate and they did. So anyone saying that others are the reason they're finding it hard to get paid, need to refocus on themselves. It's each of our responsibilities for our own personal businesses because that's what it is. Our photography is a business. It's a sole trader business. And you got to have a business strategy. But there is enough money out there for everyone to win. We just need to have our business you know, our business side, think creatively enough to go get it, go get the money. And I think, you know, how I like to run my business is to not target bands who never actively ask for the photos because they would play the show regardless. And I would go see it. And so if I'm going to go see it and I can contribute positively and they never ask me for the photos, why can't I take some photos? But if I can use those photos because they're mine, 
why not use them to make a bit of money in a creative way? And I don't know what your specific circumstance is, so I, I can't give you the answer. But I gave an interview to ABC the other day about official photographers because Kendrick's brought his own official photographer on tour with him and publications are not allowed to shoot Kendrick's set. And some people are upset about it. Some people are fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. You know, and I'm not the one Kendrick's bringing. Because when Kendrick opened for Eminem a few years back and I was photographing that and he was with J. Cole and Action Bronson opening for Eminem as well, I was allowed to photograph Action Bronson, J. Cole and Kendrick, but not Eminem because Eminem had his own photographer. So Eminem would rather have less photos but have photos from the person that he chose. That's totally cool. And I was allowed to photograph Kendrick, but Kendrick's changed his mind. And now, you know, publications can't photograph him, but Kendrick's management will send photos to those publications and they can use those. But that's, that's Kendrick's choice because at the end of the day, that's how he wants to be promoted. It's not going to result in less opportunities for emerging photographers if the landscape changes. And then this is the sort of, you know, um, extra dimension that I spoke about to the ABC. So the landscape needs to change to allow emerging photographers to come up with emerging bands. That's the, the sticking point. So just like there's, you know, 10 emerging bands, there can be 10 emerging photographers if, you know, it's allowed, if they're given photo passes to do that. And then as they come up and the bands get bigger, so does the photographers and so does the budgets. And then so, so does the payments made to photographers without this element of creative thinking. But right now this is tough times. And I think the way to get ahead is to think differently, to think creatively. So until we change that landscape, the traditional payment for services rendered, you know, it can't be a reality. But it still is. In either climate, it still is possible. You know, there's heaps of money out there. But creative thinking is the way to get ahead and make a living from music photography in the current climate we are in. It's what sets you apart from, from the competition. It's what keeps food in your mouth, food on your table, rent paid. So I hope that line of thinking helps. But if you have a, like a creative idea or something like that, or you sort of want to say, look, here's my specific sort of strengths, just hit me up in a DM or an email and I'll, um, I'm more than happy to chat through some creative ideas with you before you execute them. Second question, Lucy Burton sent in, how should I handle derogatory remarks about your age or gender in the photo pit? Tends to be more comments from old guys suggesting you're only doing it to be a groupie. But I had an experience the other day where I had a triple A pass and another girl had a photo pass, yet we were both told we weren't allowed to be in the pit at all. Yet the other person in the pit happened to be a guy who was allowed wherever he wanted. And we found after the show that he'd gotten in trouble because we were apparently following him into the pit and we were just there to do our job. 
this kind of this kind of stuff is really disappointing and it's the bullying that I spoke about in question one I'm sorry this episode is is it's not meant to be an angry episode but this kind of bullying is the whole reason why you know I started both supporting bands and other photographers that are starting out because I think it's really important to change this kind of landscape. Bullying is a huge problem in the industry and sexism is a big problem within the wider community. It's not just specific to our industry, but it does impact it all the same. So if someone speaks to you like that about being a groupie or anything like that, just tell them to fuck off. That kind of behavior is never tolerated. And by the people that I know and the people that I respect, they don't tolerate it either. So after you tell them to fuck off, get back to shooting because while they're sitting over there talking trash and trying to make you feel bad, they're not taking photos. So stay one step ahead and let their negativity just wash over you because it'll become their downfall in the end anyway. Bitter people always, always lose. And I forget that sometimes too, because sometimes it just feels like, oh man, you know, why, why the hell is someone being negative towards me when I didn't have a negative, you know, thought about them at all? It just feels unfair, but bitter people, they always lose. And you need to remember that they're targeting you because they're jealous of something that you have. I know it's, that's hard to remember as well, but it's schoolyard politics. And we grew up on this stuff. And unfortunately, some people, they just don't change. They don't grow up. And if they do grow up, they just become sexist pigs like you're talking about, but it's bullying all the same. The best way to win is just to tell them to fuck off and then focus on what you're doing and show them that their negative energy won't hold you down won't stop you from creating something great with their discriminatory views. You know, that's, that's their limitation, but you don't have to tolerate it. As for the photographer that was walking around, there could be a few reasons for that. I don't know if they're connected, but just to sort of play devil's advocate, they could be a house photographer. You know, they could be known to the staff of the venue and, you know, sort of the um, guitar techs that, they're the photographer for the band, you know, they, you know, it's just, just being devil's advocate, trying to sort of explore a, an alternative possibility, you know, cause I could see how someone would say that about me at Crowbar because people know me there, but I couldn't do it at another venue. Someone would just stop me thinking I'm some kind of overbearing photographer who doesn't know proper etiquette. So that's a possibility in another perspective. You know, I don't know if it's a specific reason because I don't know the venue you're speaking about specifically, but I hope it helps, you know, think differently about that. I'd hope that would be the case anyway, put it that way. And, you know, don't forget, bullies can just fuck off. And if you, you know, if you're subjected to that, you don't have to tolerate it. They're just jealous of something that you have and they make you want to doubt yourself. That's what they're trying to do. So think positively and keep shooting. And if you need to vent, um, just hit me up and I can remind you of your worth in the industry because don't let the bad eggs put you off something that you love. It's just not fair. Uh, third and final question sent in by Kellyanne Stu is, if you want to dip your toe in, 
how do you start? It just depends on your circumstance, really. I don't know what you want to shoot, but I think a mistake people make is trying to shoot what they want to shoot and being close to other things. So you don't know what you're good at or what you'll enjoy until you try it. So I do a Google of all the different genres of photography and then try each one, like give each a fair amount of time, find out what you like and then practice really hard at that short list. I had no idea I'd, I'd love food photography or macro photography, but I tried so many different genres. I didn't even think I tried all of them, but I tried so many different ones and I found out that I liked those two as well as music. So food photography and macro photography. And I think I liked them both because they had a level of detail and I could really sharpen them. And there was sort of like this cleaner design about them. So I really liked those, but I wouldn't have known I liked those unless I tried all the genres. So you're going to have to stay open-minded. That's what I, that's the, you know, the main thing I would keep in mind when you start. You know, dip your toe in and then jump in fully once you know what you like. Because from then, it's just all trial and error. I never spent a dollar on my photography education, and that's just my personal preference. I know a lot of people have, you know, gone to uni or done training sessions. Just my personal preference is to learn through YouTube podcasts, you know, Vimeo articles, you know, things that I can control the pace of. That's my personal preference. So you might prefer to do it in a classroom or a training session environment to really supercharge your skills within those genres. Uh, but I just wouldn't discount how much information is out there for free because there's so much. It's all part of keeping an open mind, I guess. All right, that's the three questions for this week try answer another three next week um, depending on how busy i get um, but i'm not going to leave it any longer than a fortnight because i want you to keep the questions coming in so if you go to filter.mattwalterphoto.com slash podcast hyphen help you can send in your question by voice all these were text because i hadn't promoted the voice option but you can i'll throw your voice in give you a break from my voice. Didn't get through all the questions. So it was like 30 and 40, but 30 to 40, but don't like let that put you off sending a question in because it's not a first come first serve. I'll just try theme them. This one obviously is more about uh, bullying within the industry, you know, which is disappointing, but why not start uh, the question topics with um, something that is really important. Because no matter what you're doing, no matter what genre you're doing, your work is just as important as someone else's. Don't let the bitter people put you off doing what you love. I wouldn't be doing it if I had. So I ask that you don't let other people get to you either. So send in your questions. Let's make next week a very happy one. I think there's happy outcomes from all these questions, but... Um, you know, let's, let's, uh, next week pull some positive stuff together. Um, and remember if you're feeling alone or if you're feeling, you know, crap or beat down or worthless, 
you know, within the industry or you don't like what you're making, let me know and I will talk to you about it. I've always got time to do that. So until then, let's, um, let's put a seal on this one and um, we'll tackle three more questions next episode. But until then, just keep on taking those photos. I'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Have a good week.